Angie and Janelle podcast, your daily mood booster. Ottawa's Move 100. Hello, Monday. Hello, Angie. Hello, Janelle. Morning. Good morning. Good morning to all those of you listening to us on the iHeartRadio app, which is free in the download store or the app store. It's a free download, dummy. Uh, on your smart speaker or driving and on, on the old car radio. Do you know where we start today? Yeah, we do. It's a big deal. I think everybody knows by now yeah. we're starting today. I think so. 100K Workday here on Move 100. Your chance to win $100,000 cash. Oh, boy. And we're giving away $1,000 every day leading up to that grand prize draw. So a uh, lot of money to be won. And it's so, so easy. Yeah. I mean, you know, we're not making you jump through hoops or, no. you know, fill out a... Some kind of ballot that's going to go in a drum with five million other ballots. Yeah. <laughs> all you have to do is listen for code words. Yeah, basically, just enter the code words that you collect all day long, and we give you six of them every single day, and that puts you into the draw. Yeah, so yeah. Um, you're going to make sure that you get all of those because that's going to give you more chances of winning, of course. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to enter them in on our website. Do not text us those words. Do not text. No, 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 <laughs> no. I will not get you in the draw. So you need to go to our website, move100ottawa.ca, with all of your code words and enter them in. Mm, they're so, coming up at 7 o'clock is the first one, then behind that, 9, 11, 1, 3, and 5. Somebody drops 100 grand in your pocket. What are you, what are you buying? First thing you're going to buy. First, first thing, first thing you're gonna go out and. Get. I'm gonna save it till I figure out something responsible to do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, booking a trip. I'm booking a trip right away. Yeah, Lame. yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where are you going? I a- anywhere but here. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> I, I'd go to the most expensive steakhouse in town and say, "Give me a a big ribeye and a whole bunch of shrimp." Mm, okay. okay. Yeah. I'd invite the family too. That's boring. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean it's boring? It's Don't an expensive steak and shrimp. <laughs> boring. I'm, I'm just gonna like remodel my whole house at this point. <laughs> just take go. out the main floor and just do her over. <laughs> just idea. a new place to live. All right. So it all starts this morning. Be listening for that first code word. It's coming up at 7 a.m. When you think useless, think of Stu. Hey everybody, welcome, welcome. It's Stuntman Stu's useless fact of the day. All right, everyone, gather around the radio machine for another useless fact, this time about champagne. Everyone loves champagne, right? Yeah. Clink, clink. Yeah, it's the drink of celebrations everywhere. It is. Uh, Do you know the bubbles in champagne, what they actually are? They're essentially yeast farts. (laughs) Okay. So the next time you have a little bubbly, you should say, hey, by the way, do you know that the the bubbles are actually uh, yeast farts? Yeast farts. Yes. Okay. (laughs) And farts are funny. I don't care who you are. I mean, it, would that not be what makes, like, bubbles so- and bread and everything, too? Yeah. Like, what about soda? Yeah. What are those? That's carbon. Carbon farts, yeah, basically. Carbon farts, yeah. So just any beverage me- that's bubbly has, like, some kind of fart. Of How about we kind. stop investigating? Just give me a score. <laughs> You're really rushing through this today. Jeez, you got somewhere to be? Yes. Very busy. Um, okay, what are you going to give that today? I, I, I don't know, like a six. I'm not that. Well, did only you, a six? Did yeah, you invent know. this? Like you're calling them yeast farts? Like who says that they're called yeast farts? Well, they're farts? called yeast farts. Like the the makers of champagne say that? Or? The bubbles in champagne are essentially yeast farts. Essentially, okay. Uh, yeah, I'll give it like a seven. I don't 
don't know. Like, uh, fart jokes aren't really my thing, so that's why, okay, I, that's, why I don't love I this. guess we're too immature for Janelle. <laughs> All right, text in your score, 10 0 I'm sure there'll be some tens. On a scale of 1 to 10, what did you think of that useless fact? Text it in with your handle and uh, tell us what you think today. Sassy Kathy's giving it a 7. What? Hmm. Hall of Fame boss traveler. That is a funny fact to give you a seven. <laughs> Gusto. Aren't all the bubbles in all drinks then essentially yeah. some kind of farts giving you a seven as well? Your you, first three scores are sevens. Mm-hmm. Oh, That's here's a- another seven from Diva Cloud. That's a bubbly fact. <laughs> See, Stu just says the word fart and assumes that like people are just going to yeah, giggle all day it. like him. <laughs> uh, Stuart's number one fan is Neurotic Mama gives him a ten. I guess you know about farts. Yes, mother, I do. Yes, he knows a lot. Ooh, it's yeah. a, it's get, it's only going down from here. Sleepy Lee's five. I woke Ooh. up for this. Oh, she gave <laughs> you the. Did I shave my legs for this? <laughs> oh man, uh, yeah. I wow. thought it was funny. You were so excited about that too. I yeah. was very excited. Didn't you say you said it was going to ruin champagne for us? Yes. <laughs> Just makes me want to drink champagne yeah, I this know. morning. Now I'm thinking about champagne, low orange juice, mimosa. Mm-hmm. Can we Uber mm-hmm. that Janelle here to the studio? <laughs> Yeah, I think so. We can find somebody. Bitterman says, it's a six. Yawn. I knew that. Beer is the same. Yeast expels both alcohol and CO2 as part of the fermentation process. Move on. But it's it's funny. I thought it was funny. Say it again. Yeast farts. No, no, I Say refuse. Yeast no, farts. I refuse. <laughs> Move mornings with Stuntman Stu, Angie, and Janelle on Move 100. What's trending? Over the weekend, funeral arrangements for Queen Elizabeth were confirmed. On Saturday, Buckingham Palace announced that she will be honored with a state funeral next Monday, a week from today, at Westminster Abbey in central London. This is the first time a monarch's funeral has been held at Westminster since the 18th century. So details of the funeral will be released later, but organizers on Saturday described the ceremony as fitting farewell for one of the defining figures of our times. So also on Saturday, King Charles was formally proclaimed as Britain's monarch and head of the Commonwealth. Did you watch his speech? I did. I thought it was well done. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it was. Showed some emotion. I like the olive branch he extended to Harry and Meghan. I noticed that he did that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So the Queen's uh, flag draped coffin is driven throwly, uh, slowly through the Scottish countryside yesterday uh, from her beloved Balmoral Castle to the Scottish capital of Edinburgh. And she will lie in state there for 24 hours to give the Scottish people a chance to offer their goodbyes. I loved seeing yesterday, uh, I mean, obviously so many people were lining the route, but the Scottish farmers that formed the guard of honor for the queen with their tractors oh really so just tractors and tractors lined for miles some of them had their buckets up in salute to the queen so that was a really nice tribute that a lot of people were talking about over the weekend so the emmys are tonight and the nominees were revealed back in july but all eyes on succession as oh yeah The leader going in with 25 nominations. Ted Lasso, not far behind. 20 nominations. White Lotus, too. Uh, So it's anybody's guess what's going to happen because they always go in with all these nominations and sometimes they leave with one. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, Squid Game, though, is the first non-English language series to once again be nominated for a best drama. So... All eyes on that, too. Uh, It's going to be tons of coverage tonight. You can catch it on all of the major networks, NBC, of course, but also through CTV, CTV app, CTV Go, all of that. And they start tonight at 8, once again, hosted by um, Kenan Thompson. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So that is What's Trending, brought to you by DeFalco Wines for brewers and winemakers. 
Stuntman's do Angie and Janelle. Ottawa's Move 100. There's a new type of birthday party for kids that has swept across the East Coast, and you might be interested to do this for your child. It's called the Toonie or the Fiverr birthday. And that probably means absolutely nothing to you right now. <laughs> <laughs> Hit us. So let me explain. Um, this is a really unique idea, and I absolutely love it for many reasons. But probably the biggest one is that it introduced charity and giving back to your community, to your kids at a very young age. Mm-hmm. And it gets rid of the clutter and the gifts and the things and the excess that seems to happen around birthdays. Mm-hmm. So when you go to invite people to your child's birthday party... If you want to throw a Toonie or a Fiverr birthday party, it basically works like this. You would ask your guests for no gifts, please. Please come to the day, but bring a monetary gift. And when you do a Toonie birthday, it's two Toonies in the card for the kid. Or when you do a Fiverr birthday, it's two $5 bills. Oh, I like this. This is so simple. It's hard to shop for other people's kids when you don't know what they have. Yeah. (laughs) So if you just do cash, it's easy. And the reason that you're giving two of each is because half of the money will go to a charity of choice for the child. And the other half stays with the kid. And then they can do whatever they want with the money. That's so brilliant. I like it, but I don't like it. Why don't you like it? The part that I don't like is that the kid's not going to get anything. He's going to get cash, but the kid wants a toy. The young kids want a toy. These, this day and age, I don't know. Kids kind of like to have cash mm-hmm. and like buy their own thing. Because then you take them to like Toys R Us or something, and then you tell them like you get to buy whatever you want. Yeah, they my don't nieces always... and nephews are just like, I yeah, just give me candy and cash. That's all they want. Yeah. and you know they're like as young as seven years old. So yeah, yeah. I like this idea. I mean, it's uh, it's a definitely a good way to introduce like charity. Like this is along the same lines as, and you know, we, we're talking about the different ways that you at home maybe have introduced charity to your kids, whether it's through a birthday party or just something you do as a family, a tradition you have, etc. But I think Toy Mountain every year is such a great example oh, yeah. to yeah. kids of how this works and giving yeah. back. I yeah. mean, from a very early age, like with my three kids, I would let them loose in the store. I'd be like, pick out something that you love that. That you want so so and then bad, we're give it away. <laughs> and then we're gonna give it away. We're gonna put it in the bin. But then they get that you know attachment of holding this thing that they want mm-hmm. so badly. But then realizing there's another child out there that wants it just as bad yeah. that maybe just doesn't have a chance to get that. So I think that's a really great way that we here in Ottawa have been able to teach kids over the years for sure. Yeah. I also like this idea because then you think about a birthday party, there might be some judgment about, oh, like Billy got me this yes. and, and Johnny only got me this. Like It's so true. And you don't know, you know, like what one family can afford and what one can't. You know, uh, a $4 gift and a $10 gift, that seems yeah. pretty manageable because what can you buy for that? It keeps everything on a level playing field. It, yeah, yeah. it really does. And I, I really like that aspect of it as well. And, you know, in this article that I was reading about these families from the East Coast who have done this, They've been doing it for years, and they say that, like, their kids have learned a lot through it, and they sit down as a family, they discuss what charities we want to go, and we want to help out this year. They actually go to the building, and they, like, do some research and, you know, maybe visit the animal shelter or wherever 
whatever yeah. it is that they want to okay. do. So they're, okay. they're really getting involved in it. I'm, I'm in. I'm, I'm, I'm in. You <laughs> We've sold changed me. him. You sold me. <laughs> I don't think any kid would be disappointed that they don't get something to like open because obviously they would be on board with this idea before you started. Yeah, you for know? sure. Yeah. You, wouldn't, you wouldn't enforce this on a child who doesn't want to do yeah. it. Mm-hmm. But uh, certainly if your child was you know, amicable to this, then you, then you would. But we're asking you, like, aside from this, what, what have you done in your house? Yeah, encourage charity at a young young age with your kids. Oh, I had a really cool experience happen to me this weekend through my daughter. I'll I'll tell you about that uh, next. Okay, you got to start them young, and really, uh, we have shown you countless uh, stories through all the fields on how it's never too early to teach a child about giving back to their community or charities and uh, doing work that you know will mm-hmm. th- they'll hopefully do for the rest of their life. And we've been talking about those ways that you, you know, have instilled this in your children now in the past because there's a cool new birthday party trend that is the Toonie and Fiverr birthday parties. Basically, you pack in two Toonies or two Fivers and the kids get to keep half the cash and then the other half goes to a charity of their choice. Then they get one toy they really, really, really want yeah. and they get the feeling of giving back. I love the idea. I think it's mm-hmm. great. Yeah, and when you get a text like this from your daughter uh, on a Saturday afternoon, goes like this: "Hi, Daddy, I saw two homeless people, so I bought them water and food." Oh, that's that nice. My daughter sent me that on Saturday. Very nice. That is nice. Yeah. Uh, Janice has a really great uh, example of how her family is charity overachievers in the best way possible. So she's like, my entire family, including my parents, sisters, their families, have always loved helping in our community and surrounding communities. We have brought, uh, we bought children back to school supplies, like filled backpacks, and uh, dropped them off at the local children's aid during COVID. They went shopping for small toys and made boredom boxes. Oh wow! And delivered those to less. Fortunate. At Christmas time, they go caroling around and collect food for their local food bank. They also reach out to their local CAS and police station to adopt a family at Christmas. Her father dresses up at Santa and de- as Santa and delivers the gifts personally and Christmas dinner on top of that. She's like, if you make it fun, the kids will love helping others out because they do it as a family. Yeah. It's like this, you know... Um, yeah, so she just like they're a great example of that. Bravo! Mm-hmm. Like hats off to you. Uh, and you're right. When you make it fun, the kids do really want to get involved. So Sarah shared this story about her daughter, how she has her birthday around uh, Christmas, and you know you find there's just too many gifts for her birthday. They weren't getting any attention, so um, they asked her if she could. Um, her friends would bring her money instead for her birthday, and then she would use that cash to put together small little loot bags for the area seniors' home. Oh, and she handed them out before Christmas, and so this was like a huge hit, obviously, with the seniors. And her daughter loved to do it, and she was able to do it for three years before COVID hit. So oh, that's hopefully, really cool. maybe get back into it this year. And Betty makes a good point. She said, you know, obviously anyone with a high schooler knows that by the time they graduate, they have to have 40 hours of volunteer time under their belts. Um, And she said that's a great way to kickstart them. But then for her kids, what they found out is that they liked it so much and that Mm -hmm. they wanted to do more. And the the bonus for them is they had great recommendation letters for summer jobs because they're volunteering. They did so well at it. And, you know, people gave them glowing reviews. So start somewhere. Yeah, absolutely. Move mornings with Stuntman Stu, Angie and Janelle on Move 100. What's trending? 
Well, for the next several days, there will be updates about what happens in the days to follow uh, until the Queen's funeral, which they announced over the weekend will be next Monday, a week from today at Westminster Abbey. Official statements were made from the family. Prince Harry chose to hold his back until yesterday after September 11th. He wanted to respect that day. So in his yesterday, it was very heartfelt talking about his granny. But one of the quotes that I loved, and he said, let us echo the words she spoke after the passing of her beloved husband, Prince Philip, words which can bring comfort to all of, all of us. And she said, life, of course, consists of final partings as well as first meetings. Mm. And then he talked about those first meetings, like of, you know, him, as, her as his grandmother. And then uh, as she greeted him for the first time as his commander in chief, when he was, you know, in the military. And then the first moment he says, you met my darling wife and you hugged your beloved grandchildren. So he really personalized it. But um, in the end, a lot of people noted that in his statement, he mentions how he will honor his father in his new role as King Charles. So a lot of olive branches were being extended over the weekend throughout the family, hoping maybe some types of repairs can be made. Mm -hmm. This after King Charles expressed his love for Harry and Megan in his official speech. I mean, didn't he have to say that? Though? I mean, yes. Well, it's the way he, he said it. It's the way he said it, <laughs> though. Okay. Yeah, I think yeah. made it a okay. little bit more maybe genuine. And then the uh, the stories that William texted Harry and asked at the eleventh hour if he and Megan wanted to join he and Kate for the official walkabout to see the flowers and the tributes and meet the mourners. So that unexpected text actually delayed that appearance forty five minutes because you have to imagine Harry and Megan that had to oh, scramble into yeah. a suit and dress, right? Uh, but they did it, and it was nice. Everyone thought it was nice to see the four of them together. Of yeah, course, they dissected sure. everything about every body movement and uh-huh. smile and look. But yeah. um, this was after Harry didn't dine even with his dad and his brother uh, at the pass- after the passing of the Queen at the castle. He had dinner separately with other members of the non-immediate family. Oh, He was like at the kids' table <laughs> in another room. So, you know, there's a lot of talk. Will the boys be side by side at the funeral will that happen all of that so uh, of course again the dissecting continues so harry styles made waves over the weekend as an official actor at the toronto international film festival he accepted his first acting award and uh, it was alongside the cast of his movie, My Policeman. They received an ensemble award. Uh, and this is the first time that's been presented with that recognition at the festival. Everyone wants to talk about his acting chops in the movie Don't Worry Darling, which has all this drama surrounding it as he's dating the director, Olivia Wilde. But he actually, I didn't even know this, stars in this other movie, My Policeman. He uh, plays a gay policeman in the 1950s. Um, and apparently is very, very good in this movie. So, yeah. So it debuted at the festival, got tons of applause, and again, an award. So that's going to be released in theaters coming up October 21st. And that's what's trending. It's time. Are you ready? Word Wars on Move 100. All right, all right, all right. Janelle, who's made the cut? Today we have on the line with us Tanya and Adam. I'll need a reminder as to who won... Well, I guess Angie well, was gone on Friday, so... Yeah, so I won. So that would mean Angie goes first today? Yeah, that's fine. Okay, so Angie, you're playing with Tanya this morning. Okay, good morning, Tanya. Good morning. Good morning. We get first choice of categories. That's always nice. So we'll tell you what they are, and you pick which one you like, all right? Okay. Well, thanks to Lucretia Supaneka, who sent in our categories this morning. We have words that start with O or words that end in O. 
Mm. So I'll start, uh, start with O. Words that start with O. Okay. Here we go. This is the wise bird. Woo-hoo. Owl. Yes. What's the number that comes before two? One. Uh, and you eat this. It's meal. in like It's like porridge. What meal? Oatmeal. Yes. Uh, and another word for like a big cow, a giant. Big cow. Uh, like a... Uh, I don't even know if it's a cow. Uh, <laughs> like a bull, you know, like a giant. Okay. If it's not even, it's... Odd. Yes. Uh, and I, uh, I'm i giving you money because I want you. Oh, oh you. Yeah. Oh, we almost got that one out. after the buzzer. <laughs> oh. We got stuck on ox. Oh, <laughs> ox. Mm-hmm. Is an ox a cow? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> is I think it's its own animal, but I don't like know. A, it's kind of like, like a bull, cow. Yeah. yeah. Hybrid. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> All right. So... You guys ended up with four. Okay. So we'll see how that uh, holds up. Just hang on the line for us, and we'll say hello to Adam. Good morning, Adam. Good morning. How are you doing? Excellent. Better if we win. Let's do it. Uh, category what is is what? Words that end in O. Okay. Uh, uh, words that end in O. Three, two, one. We make French fries from what? Potato. Yes. And to see animals together in a what? Two. Yes, and the city of not Ottawa, Toronto. not much. Yes, and uh, this is what you put through your hair to. Uh, Shampoo. To, yes, and uh, this is a type of uh, you put this on in salad. You cut it up. It's red. Tomato. Yes, and uh, uh, old ladies like playing this game where they yell out, "I got it!" I yes. And- <laughs> All right, I got it. Adam was on fire. Wow. And a first-time player, too. Congratulations. Hey. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Nicely done, Adam. All right, tell him what he's won. Well, we are sending you off to the movie theater. We've got a pair of passes and treats for two to Landmark Cinema for you. For tickets and showtimes, LandmarkCinemas.com. Awesome. Thank you, guys. Congrats. the reports of the changes Netflix is trying to make to recoup some of the revenue that they've lost. They're talking about charging for, you know, multiple people using a service in a house, no more password sharing, all of that. But a new report is saying that they might actually stop releasing entire seasons of shows at once, which is the reason we go to Netflix basically to binge. Uh, And basically for is some situations put out weekly episodes of shows like old school tuning where you'd have to wait a week till the next one came out and keep the excitement building other platforms have already started to do this i know for shows i think they're starting to do this a lot with like the bigger shows because they know that they can get people to keep coming back yeah the kardashians do it with their (laughs) show so we're asking you do you prefer to binge watch a show when it drops, like crush the whole series like at once yeah. or over a couple days? Or do you like the slow burn of having a program that gives you something to look forward to every week, making you want more? Because the other problem is, like when you binge an entire season of a show, then you have to wait a whole darn year before you get yeah. like season two or season three, right? So then it feels like you're so removed from the project. But the slow burn kind of keeps you in it longer. 
there's you, a great there's a great show on HBO called Industry, and I, it has that uh, comes out once a week. I hate it. Yeah, but I you kind of love it though. You look forward I, to it though. Yeah, but I forget I forget when it airs, and I go back and I get mad at myself. I just give me a show I can binge. Yeah. Give it, it's like an all you can buffet. You're impatient. You know, I was a big fan of the binge watching. Like I'm I'm a fan of it. If 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 a new season is going to entirely drop. Drop on a Friday for me, please, so I can binge watch it all weekend. Right, yeah. <laughs> but if the whole new season's going to drop on, like, a Monday, I'm not going to be able to get through it. And I'm okay with having a new show to look forward to every day of the week. Right now, we have about three different shows that we're watching that come out weekly. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of nice because, like, we'll sit down on, like, a Wednesday night. And we know, like, okay, all right, got to turn it on. We're looking forward. We're going to watch Your this tuning appointment. episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I also find that when I'm binge watching, if if I'm going to watch an entire series, you know I'm not paying attention to it nearly as well as I am if I watch a half-hour episode or an hour episode once a week because it's the only time I get to see that show, so I'm going to give it all my attention instead of like going on my phone. Right. I yeah. have a solution. What? Char- charge two prices. Netflix should charge two prices, one for binge-watching and one for like weekly. Yeah, but it's not necessarily just Netflix, right, that's behind it. Because, I mean, look at all the other streaming yeah. platforms. It's going to come down from the studio probably and how they want you to experience what they're creating, right? right? For sure. But like we started, for example, like, oh, or then you get like the mix of both. So on Friday night, we started a new series that everyone was telling us we had to start watching. So we started watching The Bear, oh, really good series. So good. What platform is that on? On Disney. Disney Plus, Um, but we crushed like four episodes Friday night before I started to fall asleep, inevitably, because I always do. (laughs) Um, But we now, I'm just learning that it's actually one of those shows. Yes, it's one of our our (laughs) weekly shows. It comes out on Wednesday, by the way. So I think I only have like two more episodes to go before we then are uh, screeched to a halt and have to go to the weekly. I kind of liked binging it, but I mean, it, it did get us like into it. Right? For sure. Because sometimes you start a series and, you're like, and you know. watch the first episode and you're kind of like, meh. And everyone's telling you how good it is, but you don't see it yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but but that's why you have to go to the immediate the next episode. Well, that's, that's what I why, mean. That's the yeah. benefit of binging. Yes. Right? I don't know how many times I've typed into my Google, series to watch on Netflix right now. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like I'm always looking for the newest recommendations because yeah. you feel like, what else is out there? Like you just don't know, right? So how do you prefer to watch your programming? Are you on board with this and then making you wait a little bit with this slow burn every week like we used to do? Like sit down on a Thursday night to watch Friends and then <laughs> have to wait a week? Yeah. Or do you want it all at once in a binge session? Give us a call, 750-1100, or you can text it in at 10 Move mornings with Stuntman Stu, Angie, and Janelle on Move 100. What's trending? Well, the Emmys are tonight, and we were just talking about binging shows. And if you haven't gotten on board with any of these shows that are front runners tonight... Might be an idea for you. Might want to go back from the beginning and see what all the hype is about. So Succession is the leader tonight. 25 nominations. Wow. Such a good show. It is a great show. That is a lot. Yeah. I have not seen one episode of that one. <laughs> so maybe that's on my radar now. This one I've seen. I loved every minute of it. Ted Lasso mm-hmm. is following close behind yeah. with 20 nominations. Hacks, Only Murders in the Building, and Euphoria follow oh, yeah. closely behind that. X, I think, is the only one there that I haven't seen. Yeah, Euphoria is so good. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Uh, and interestingly enough, Squid Game is the first non-English language series to be ever nominated for a Best Drama. So we'll see how they do tonight as well. It all goes down on NBC at 8 o'clock. And 
Also, what happened this weekend is Walt Disney Studios wowed everybody. They dropped the first trailer to their live action ad- adaption of The Little Mermaid. So I had to read this carefully because uh, The Little Mermaid, they have cast this newcomer. Her name is Hallie Bailey. <laughs> and I read it as Halle Berry. I did too. <laughs> I was like, Halle Berry's a little mermaid? Wow. <laughs> no, it's Halle Bailey. Um, she is absolutely stunning, and her voice is absolutely stunning. Just here's an example of her rendition of the classic Disney song. Out of the sea Wish I could Goosebumps, anybody? Yeah. I got them. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my Very gosh. Good. And honestly, like, just from the small snippet you see in the trailer, the special effects are incredible. You see her swimming the ocean, passing the fishes and the turtles and the sea wrecks, and it's just unbelievable. What I can't wait to see is Melissa McCarthy as Ursula, the oh, sea witch. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I cannot wait to see how they recreate her in live action. That is going to be incredible. So this movie, I know all my kids are going to want to see this, is hitting theaters next month. May. Looking forward to that. That's what's trending. Brought to you by the Donnelly Automotive Group. Stuntman Stu, Angie, and Janelle. Ottawa's Move 100. What would your reaction be if your hockey jersey suddenly had a logo on it that's different from the team logo? Would you go, oh my God, that doesn't belong there? How could you do that? <laughs> would you say that? Well, the Montreal Canadiens are making a lot of people say that this morning when they have announced and unveiled this jersey that now has a big old RBC patch right on the front, right above mm-hmm. the heart, basically. Now, I know hockey fans, and I was surprised to see this this morning, but this exists in soccer. Yeah. I mean, a lot of and different maybe sports. other sports. Yeah. yeah. I mean, soccer <laughs> yeah. jerseys have logos all over them. But yeah. this is a new partnership that the NHL is doing. Um, so we're going to see more uh, logos probably on jerseys. It's their jersey advertising program. But not only is it going to be on the jerseys of the players, it will be on all the official merchandise sold in their stores as well. Yeah, wow. that's where I think like you draw the line. Throw it on the players, flash the logo everywhere, and yeah. get their advertisement out that way. But like as an... Uh, as a fan, I don't want mm. a logo on my jersey that I'm already forking over a lot of money for. And what happens after the multi-year partnership ends and you have a Montreal Canadiens jersey with an RBC logo on it, then all of a sudden they are sponsored by Scotiabank. Yeah. <laughs> and then yeah. you have the old dated version. Exactly. But they are doing a charity angle to this. So each official jersey with the RBC logo sold uh, at their team's official store, RBC donates $20 to the Montreal Canadiens children. Children's Foundation. So, so is a logo coming to the Sens jersey? I don't know. It could. We could see this rolling out. I mean, the NHL is entertaining this now. Like I said, it's the new jersey advertising program. So, gonna start Scoop seeing up these all pop of up. the jerseys now before yeah. they yeah. do this. Before they muddy them all up. It seems sacrilegious, you know? Like it the does. iconic hockey yeah. jersey was always just as it is. Yeah, you know? but everything's for sale. Like if Byron Ford wants a, a tattoo their logo on my body, I'll do it for a million dollars. But think about like, remember like how people were so up in arms when we started like naming buildings? Like it was like Scotiabank yeah. Place. Right. And, yeah. you know, it used yeah. to be just like Palladium. The Palladium. What was it? The Palladium, Palladium right? Yeah. In the beginning? Yeah, last, last for about five seconds. 
seconds. Because it was on Palladium Drive. And yeah. then all of a sudden uh, it was then it the, became the Corral, uh, Center. Corral Center. Then it was Scotiabank Place. And everybody yeah. still called it the Palladium. <laughs> so yeah. We were confused. We were confused. I got the feels. And it feels good. It's a feel-good moment to kick off your workday. Angie's All the Feels on Move 100. Well, there was a sweet sadness at Chio on Saturday as Molly Penny, their beloved therapeutic clown, did her final walkabout before heading off into retirement. So as she put it recently, it was time to climb aboard the spaceship the Molly Pop and travel into the future. <laughs> Molly Penny, also known as Ruth Call, when out of character, has decided to retire, of course, and leaving her big floppy shoes at Chio um, to someone to fill and take some huge next steps. So she was celebrated Saturday outside of Chio with the Construction Community Cares Group, and they organized a parade of construction vehicles past the hospital. Of course, Molly Penny had a place of honor on the final vehicle in the parade. And there were shouts from the crowd who, of course, gathered there for her. We love you, Molly. And uh, no shortage of clown costumes in the crowd, too. Even Chio boss Alex Munter had a bright red foam clown nose on (laughs) for the day. (laughs) She said that she had a few tears throughout the event, recognized a lot of the faces, of course, over the years, getting lots of tearful hugs from families who had known her for almost 20 years. Hugs from children she comforted when they were just little in the hospital and now they're grown, but have never forgotten how she made them feel at one of their lowest points. And then just like that, she drove off in a red convertible VW Beetle with the Chio Foundation staff. (laughs) But then what happened in the wake of all of that and her very fitting tribute and farewell, uh, the hospital announced that the National Capital Heavy Construction Association with the Ottawa Construction Association had donated $30,000 to the Chio Foundation in honor of Molly Penny's farewell on Saturday. Oh my gosh, amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, lo- what a legend. What a legend. Can't thank her enough for all the years of comforting our kids. I hope she has a great ride up into the future. <laughs> and that's all the feels on Move 100.